welcome to the Vault Studios NFL Podcast, an Australian twist on all things NFL. The boys are cracking into a nice cold beer from Burnley Brewing. Let's join them. Hello and welcome to Vault Studios NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Gary. Joining me in the studio, well, not quite the studio, we're still in our houses, is Jay. How are you, mate? I'm very well, buddy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if the being in the studio thing will ever come back again. This is just so easy now. It is easy, and uh, just the additional scheduling around our lives that we didn't have when we first started this podcast. It certainly made it a little more difficult. Children, Children. yes, and Children. like you could also say like more important jobs now. Like I think we've been doing this for eight. This is our eighth season going to this yeah. year, including SEN. Like I didn't, I hadn't even thought of having kids back when we started this podcast. So now there's two. So it's uh, it's amazing how life changes over the years. I'm certainly greyer than I was when we first started. So, <laughs> you're not so much. A lot. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, but uh, pretty pretty boring week in the NFL, man. There is just not like we'll talk Kyle Murray in a minute, but other than that, there is. It's one of the like like most exciting off seasons that then just died. It's like now there's no drama. Now the biggest thing is Lamar Jackson and Orlando Brown. Like Lamar Jackson's going to sign. Everyone knows. In the land, is Orlando Brown going to turn up to training? Who fucking cares? Yeah, like, honestly, is, is he going to turn up because he wants to get paid? Yeah. As we talked about last week, the month leading into, into training camp after those um, OTAs after the draft, there's nothing. It, it, it's when all NFL execs and things they all take their holidays, um, go away with the family, all those sorts of things. So they say, hey, because from the 27th of July, which is when the first teams report, the teams who have to play in the Hall of Fame game, that literally report in two days' time. Yep. That's it. It is full go until January. And then some of you get to keep going and half of you go home. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. Um, look, before we get into it, I'll quickly thank our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsor, Burnley Brewing. And thank you to our other sponsor, US Sports Gear. If you need any equipment for the upcoming gridiron seasons, head to ussportsgear.com.au. Everything you need is right there at your fingertips. Richie, should we get into Kyle Murray? I think we should. Um, I'll kick it off. I'm not surprised. This is a fine deal. I, I got no issues with this whatsoever. Um, the organization re-signed their GM and head coach earlier in the year during the, um, I think, I don't know if I can call them the off-season meetings or whatever the hell they are. Um, they announced that and now they've re-signed Kyler Murray. Th- this, is, um, this is a franchise that's had success here and there mm-hmm. over the years. What they've not had is sustained success. Yeah. They tend to bob up here or bob up there. Um, and they're looking for stability. I heard a number of podcasts since this was announced that talked about um, they a lot of people talk about stability mm-hmm. and that's what they're looking for here. But on the flip side, I mean, what else are they going to do? Kyle Murray is arguably the best young quarterback they've had ever. Because you think about their last successful guys, there were people like Carson Palmer at the end of their career and um, Kurt Warner at the end of his career, things like that. That, That's not a sustainable way to run a franchise. You look at teams that have been good for extended periods, it's a young quarterback who ages. So, you know, i got a problem with this. The number obviously looks massive. Um, It's not fully guaranteed, which I think is interesting because 
after the Deshaun Watson deal, was the NFL going to head in an all-guaranteed type direction? They haven't. Um, now, a lot's guaranteed. There's plenty that's guaranteed. But mm. at the end of this, this deal, he's going to be, what, 31? Uh, if he gets to the end, they can get yeah. out a year or two early without it being a monstrous hit. It's going to seem like a lot of money now, but by the time he reaches it, he's going to be like the seventh highest, maybe even 10th highest paid quarterback in the league by then, and it's going to feel like a bargain. So, yeah, it's it's like when we look at the number that, um, you know, whether it's you know, Rogers or um, you know, your, your boys contract, things like that. When we look mm. at those in this couple of years, they're going to feel cheap because guys like, like the, the current crop of rookies that are all on rookie contracts, some of them are so good. Wait for their paydays. You reckon this is big? So, um, gonna, and the cap's going to keep going up. We, we know it is. It's not going to stop at any point, or not for a while anyway. Um, it, it took a global pandemic for it to drop, and it was it dropped for one for one year. The following year, it was back above the pre-pandemic um, cap. So, yeah. They've got new deals coming. The Sunday ticket, which for those who don't know, in America, if you want to watch every single game, because it's like Aussie rules here, if you live in Melbourne, not all your games are on free-to-air. Some are on Foxtel. So if you want to watch everything, you need KO or you need Foxtel. In the US, yep. it's called Sunday ticket. Yep. That has always been a direct TV product. It is going streaming in the next deal. What do you reckon Amazon or Prime, um, sorry, they are Amazon, or um, iTunes, or what do you think Apple's going to pay for this? Like they're about to get an astronomical payday um, when these things go start to go online and things like that. Um, there's going to be so much money. Live sport is the biggest game in town for rights holders. It doesn't matter what sport it is, whether it's the World Cup in soccer later this year or whatever. There's just that's where money is. Like it's in live sport because that's what we watch. We watch it. We sit around and we watch it. So everyone does. It's like it's the best. Yeah, it, it's because um, you generally don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I don't know if you watched Friday night game last week with Richmond and Fremantle. I was screaming at my freaking TV, but it was it's the most interesting because you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Now you end up throwing a can through your fucking flat screen, but you don't know what's going to happen, and that's why we watch. So that's why it's available property. You've just Mate, won three premierships. Come if, on. If you, if you really go. want to get me upset, that stupid asshole Mason Cox plays one good game in his entire fucking career and cost Richmond a four P. We should have won four. We would have destroyed West Coast that year. They were crap. I agree. Now we're way you. off topic. Um, you got coxed. I fucking hate that guy. If I met him in person, I think I'd have to tell him. I said, you fucking ruined a four P. Do you know what you did to history? Asshole. Anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Kyla Murray. At the end of the day, I think this is really good. If, 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 if you're a Cardinals fan, you've got to be happy with this. He's improved every single year. All his metrics go up every year. year. Injuries. He dropped off late last year. The injuries were bad. The percentages, did, percentages didn't. No, they didn't. He's been solid as a rock. He's, every, he's everything you wanted him to be and more when you gave up, you know, when you, when you gave up Josh Rosen, which everyone was like, oh, what are, we gonna, what are they doing here? It was the smartest move they've ever made. Now, is every move they make smart? No, but you've got to look at what they've done the last couple of years. 
what they did to get Hopkins, which was just fleece the Houston Texans. If you now lose Kyler Murray, none of it's worth it. It's the same with any of these guys. Prescott a couple of years ago, Josh Allen earlier this year, um, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson's going to be next. He's going to probably beat this record. They're all going to become – they're too valuable to, to let go. Every player that's top of their position is going to keep getting paid more and more um, until – like I don't know why players don't hold – if I was Lamar Jackson, I would hold out longer for this deal. Because the more, the more you wait, the more money you get. And a lot of these, they're all extensions. They're not new deals. So you're still playing out your rookie contracts. But if I was them, I would be I would be waiting as long as possible to sign these deals because every with every year, the money goes up. So um, it's insane. But well done to Kyle Murray. Cardinals, get it done. Keep your quarterback. He's the reason you guys were a playoff team last year. He's the reason you guys were a good team last year. Build around it. I don't know if they're going to be as good this year. We'll, we'll talk about them when we get to the previews in a few weeks. But... I think they're in a tough division, but I think you have to keep him in that. You have to keep him in that team if you want to stay alive. And you watch how quickly someone in free agency would snap this guy up in a heartbeat for double the money. This is a funny thing about quarterbacks; they never hit the proper free market. Like you think they get paid a lot when they stay at their team? Imagine what they'd get paid if they hit the free market. Like my god, what teams are giving up for quarter? Like the fact we're blown away that three quarterbacks changed teams this year. And it was like the biggest thing ever because three like top quarterbacks to Sean Watson, um, might have been two to Sean Watson and Russell Wilson changed teams. Oh, and then you know, and Tom Brady a couple of years ago, like no one ever thought Tom Brady was going to be anywhere but New England. So people get they're getting it's happening more, but none of them ever hit for agency. You know, it just never happens. Like Drew Breesy because he was injured, but he wasn't the Drew Brees then when the Saints no. signed him. He wasn't like no one knew what he was. So. Um, anyway, let's move on. Kyle Murray, well done. Let's get into our team preview for the week. Uh, I can't remember how we're we doing worst to first. Yeah, worst, first to first. To, nah, worst, worst to first. Worst to first. Okay, so we look at the things from last year. Jacksonville Jaguars, you were the worst. Uh, Houston Texans, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who were a supreme disappointment at the end of the year, and the Tennessee Titans took out the division. So we will be starting with the Jacksonville Jaguars. J.A., you want to kick us off? Yeah. So, look, I think looking at Jacksonville, obviously the big question mark and the big storyline for me going into this year, they were pretty tumultuous last year with with uh, Urban Meyer. We knew that. Mm. He was carrying on a bit ever from when he – you know, I remember when he went – when he had that incident at the, at the pub or at the, the nightclub, whatever, when he stayed away, when he stayed in wherever it was, in Cincinnati when his team went back. Our first thing was before it even came out, I was like, what's the fucking head coach doing not going back with his team? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you're the leader of the team. You need to go back with your players. Simple as that. You don't just get to stay there for a couple of days and have a holiday. Like, it's the fucking NFL. So, um, that obviously worked out terribly. They moved him on, all the stories, all that. Let's forget that ever happened. In comes... Doug Peterson, who had terrific success at the Eagles, won a Super Bowl with Big Dick Nick. Um, and he's got a pretty good crew, a pretty good young crew. Like Trevor Lawrence, yeah, last year was he great? No, but they weren't great. They were an awful offense. They had awful players, not a lot of playmakers. Um, they've certainly fixed that in some regards. Evan Engram coming over from the Giants, I think he's a, you know, premier receiving tight end when healthy. The issue he has is he's not healthy enough and he's very inconsistent. I don't know if they can get in, get consistency out of him, but if they do, he can, he can be super productive for them as that kind of midline tight end, Darren Waller sort of guy. Um, 
not to that level, obviously, a bit of a poor man's Darren Waller. Um, they bring in Christian Kirk. They overpaid the crap for this guy from Arizona. I don't think he's as good as his money, but again, the overpaying for agency. He is a talented player that they've added to their roster, though. Simple as that. The the under the one that went under the wire, I think, a little bit, or under the, the radar a little bit, was Brandon Scher from the Sheriff. Washington. Oh, man, I was going to say that. That's a great signing for them. You know I'm not going to miss, miss an offensive lineman. <laughs> this guy has been, if it's not for Quinton Nelson and Zach Martin the last five or six years, this guy's the best guard. He just goes under the radar because his team's pretty crap, and he was hurt a couple of years. But his play has been as good, maybe maybe not as good, but maybe that level below Zach Martin and Quentin Nelson. So, you know, in that level of Joel Batonio and, and Wyatt Teller and those sorts of guys, like he's been a very good guard. It's a great signing for And we're talking about Lyon. They also franchise tag Cam Robinson and then got him on, onto a new deal. Yeah. So that, that offensive line looks a hell of a lot better than what it did last year. I think you had it right. The, the, the biggest issue was who was running the show. Yeah. No, no question whatsoever. It was an absolute shit show down there. I genuinely have no idea if they're actually any good. Because they're no, so, so poorly. Travis Etienne back as well. He missed the whole year. He was out with a foot injury. Early, 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 early. Like this is a guy, like he was a first round pick for a reason. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't draft running backs in the first round. It was a dumb pick when they had James Robinson, who's also a very good running back and hopefully is used better this year. But that's a real good one-two punch now. You've got the athletic pass catcher, fast guy with the grand and pound, big inside running back in James Robinson. That's a that's a good move. You know, you've got Jawan Taylor, who went in the second round last year of the draft. I expect him to pick up his game again. Being next to Brandon Scherf is going to help him there too. That O-line should be improved. And it's, it's as you said, it's all going to come down to Trevor Lawrence to mean how this offense works. Defensively, look, they're... They're young, they're very young, but they've added three first-round picks to the defense in Walker, Lloyd, and who's the other first-round pick whose name's slipping my mind? Um, oh, no, just the two, sorry. Walker and Devin Lloyd in the first round this year. Uh, Walker was a number one pick for a reason. Look, we'll find out how he goes. I think he's going to be a solid player. I don't know a lot of college, so I'm interested. They've also got Josh Allen next to him. On the other side, who I think is, again, another former first-round pick, very underrated edge rusher in the NFL. He's very good. Um, is he elite? Probably not, but he's very good. Um, Shaqu- Shaquille Griffin, they got Herndon, who was a first-round pick last year that came on really well for them. Um, they've got some good players. Like I, I think they've got, they've got a chance to be okay. Now, all put together... We, we look at, you know, you look at predicting success, Richie, and the big thing is you take all the questions and you see the really good teams have less questions. These guys have a ton of questions. And yeah. could they all be answered? Like, it was the same as the Bengals last year. If if Lawrence is a superstar, now, going to the Super Bowl is a long shot, but if Lawrence is a superstar and is a winner and what he was in college, they're every bit of a 10-win team. Every bit of it. Because every team is when you've got a winner at quarterback. So... Yeah. But there's a lot of questions around him. A lot of questions. Who's going to catch all the footballs? How much is Eddie N going to be any good? Do they know how to use Gibson? Um, Robinson is the defense going to be okay? Is Walker a bust? Is Lloyd going to be okay playing that hybrid safety linebacker role that they want him to play? Like plenty of guys fail at that spot. Jabril Peppers is one of the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. Like there are guys. The tweeners don't always work out. So there's lots of questions. And we need we're going to need to see what the answers are, but there's too many questions for me to think that they're going to be good now. But I don't think I'm going to be that surprised if they are. If that makes sense? Yes, it does make sense. Um, 
the other thing I want to mention is um, Adam Gotsis. Obviously, we, we love seeing Australians get signed. He's he got re signed this year in the offseason, signed a one year, I think about a $1.5 million deal. Coming off arguably his best season. Um, great to see that he's still in the NFL. He'll be a free agent again um, at the end of this year. Um, but I think, is he going into year six? I think so. Year six. Year? Huge. Six years in the NFL for a position player. Like we've obviously had punters, Australian punters who've done that. But as a position and interior player, interior day lineman too. Like I don't think people understand how fucking hard it is to be an interior yeah. lineman. So, um, I'm so many like, of them, and it's tough. Yeah, like I'm always stoked for for Australians, but especially for someone like Adam, because you know we've yeah you've played against him. Annihilated like to coach him. He's um and a really good he, guy. Really good. He's always been. He's always come on when we've asked. Um, And I'm just Australian Australian position players. That's how the sport grows um, in this country. So I'm absolutely stoked for him. For me, it's Trevor Lawrence. That's it. It's the biggest question, and I think we'll know pretty fucking quick too. I reckon. All he needs. I actually, I firmly believe, if he is a competent NFL quarterback, they'll win eight games. Yeah. What happens from there? Who knows? Because it's, it's you know what it is. Every team's an eight-win team, Richie. It's just those four or five. Exactly. So nobody predicted Joe Burrow would be that good. No one had Cincinnati in the in the Super Bowl. No, no, no I'm not saying the Jags Burrow? are going there. He wasn't that good. Like he was good. He was a winner. He wasn't cons- like if you look at him as a whole picture last year, he was not even a top five quarterback. He was no. not. But he did enough in the big moments. As you said, every team's an eight-win team or a nine-win team now, eight-and-a-half-win team now. It's the five either way. It's those five close games either way that make you a what do you do with them? team or a five-win team. Yeah. That's the difference. And the biggest thing that contributes to winning those games is a quarterback because it comes down to a two-minute drill. That, that's that's the facts. Yeah. I, I You know me. I, I want every quarterback to be good because it just makes football better. Yeah. Um, I... I really hope he's good. Like, I really do. Especially for I'm rooting for the Jaguars. They had one good year. Like I think I think we, we need them to be relevant. They need we need ebb and flow in the NFL and there hasn't been enough of it the last few years. So the Bengals well, the are going, it, hopefully this is it again. The other thing going for him, it's it's not the toughest division in the NFL. No. Like it's really not. Now I know people are we're saying that because they're in it. <laughs> um, but still there's some wins to be had in the division. So it'll be really interesting to see um, wins. Jay, what do you reckon? If, like, if I had to predict now, seven. Yeah, I was going to say six. A couple of games below 500. Yeah, I, I, don't, think, I don't I think that's probably where they'll land. The, the ceiling for them is 11, though. Ceiling's 11, but the floor's two. So yeah. like, if Lawrence, if Lawrence yeah, is yeah. crap, that team's going nowhere. I'm telling you, nowhere. There's no, there's yeah. not really any other options if he's no good. He's no, a bastard starting again. He's going to have to win a few because it's not like the the D are going to have him in low scoring games all the time. I think the D will be good, but It'll be okay. Well, yeah, so that's probably a better thing. They'll be okay. They're You're not out nice. there winning winning your games. Yeah, Unless like Hawk is an absolute genuine superstar, like a Nick Bosa sort of rookie year, Micah Parsons sort of rookie year, that sort of deal. But I don't know. I just but even, even then, yeah, you you never DN get your fifteen sacks this year, and, and your defense is still ranked down the bottom. Like and that's the only way people that happens. I make the mistake sometimes too. I say you know the Dallas Cowboys defense was good last year because of Micah Parsons. He was a big reason it was good. But like Trayvon digs eleven picks and. 
you know, Kearse becoming and a, a million touchdowns he gave up. And, yeah, and, and Hook, hey, don't you start <laughs> on him, right? Turnover. Mate, his, fe- his, his feast or famine. It's not he's, King if you've given him up constantly. But that's the thing. It's, it's not just Micah Parsons wasn't the re- He was a big threat. Like Tank Lawrence getting his form back. That that was the big reason they were a good defense. Yeah, it's a lot it's more to it. Everything's got to come around it. So yeah. should, we get, should we talk some Texans? Let's talk some Texans. Obviously the biggest, um, the, the biggest, I guess, I was going to say cancer. We should stop saying that. That's probably a pretty uncouth thing to say. Deshaun Watson's gone. He's in the rearview mirror. This is a very good thing for them. But they hired Lovey Smith in what felt like a Rooney Rule cherry on top at the end where I don't think he was who they really wanted because let's face it, Lovey Smith's last success in the NFL was a long, long time ago. I think it's a bad hire. I do. It's a one or two year thing. It 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 feels like this isn't who they wanted. It's who they were forced to take. I I'm not saying Lovey is a bad coach. I just think the game has passed him by. I genuinely believe that the college stuff he went and did, he, he was no good at. Um, you know, uh, I don't like really his hire. DC. I, like he's he's a great DC, but I just don't think he's a good head coach anymore. I, no, I and I'm, I'm happy and, to be surprised, but I don't think he will be. Yeah, and look, I'm glad there's another... I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying. I I want to see more blackhead coaches and positional coaches and all those sorts of things, but I feel this is really disingenuous with the timing and and, and, the, and the law case and everything that all happened at once. Yeah. I don't like it, and I don't like him as a head coach. He's fucking awful. So like, that's what I was going to come to next. <laughs> I think if it wasn't for Atlanta... This would be one of the worst rosters in the NFL. Like they've got like, it's a, they took in the first round, pick three. Like, let's see how he goes. My track record on early, early corners, other than Jalen Rams, yeah, they all struggle. So that's I hope not. I hope he's good. But Laramie Tunsil's their premier offensive lineman who's dropped off. He has dropped off. There's no way, there's no two ways about it. Can he get that form back to being a great left tackle again? Yeah, he's young still, but they gave up two first round picks for him to protect their franchise quarterback. Who is now not here because he's a knucklehead and they had to move him on? They've had no no quality players through the door. Like they're starting running back right now is fucking Rex Burkhead. Like mm-hmm. it's not 2008 in New England. Like it's not going to be a good thing. They've got Brandon Cooks at receiver, who's one of the that's, most tumultuous producers in the world. He, the guy just that, produces every year but doesn't do anything. That's what I was going to say. He's the only shining light. And, and I'm sorry, it's not five years ago. Exactly. I, I'm not confident. The offensive line's bad. They. Like Richie, their best defensive lineman is going to be Jerry Hughes. Like he a frog, yeah. but he's don't get me wrong. I love the guy, but his best years are behind him. They're back in Buffalo in 2010. That's when he got drafted. Like he is not a young a young guy. So no. I don't know. I, I'm very confident in saying the Texans are not going to be a good team this year. I also think they do need to have another down year. I think the things they need. To, if you're a Texans fan, or you you know you want to know you, the, the goals for the Texans need to be. Can we develop some guys? Can we, you know, can Tunsil be good again? Can Titus Howard, the the right tackle, going into his second year or third year first round pick, can he be good? Is Davis Mills someone we want to build around? Like, okay, is Davis Mills a guy that we can build a really good team around and he can he can make it happen for us, or is he a backup and we need to find another option? Um, that that's what they're going to look at because other than that, they have almost zero noticeable players in their starting line. I mean zero. They didn't have a first-round pick this year. They've, they've just got nothing. 
who starts for them week one at quarterback? Davis Mills. Has you reckon? This year, or who do you want to be, Kyle Allen or Jeff Driscoll? This is what I'm saying, though. Kevin like, Hogan? Oh. Is that, that guy still in the NFL? Didn't he used to play wide receiver? Is he really? No, no, that's, <laughs> that's a different Hogan. I know, I know. That's a good joke, though. <laughs> I'm just that going to care about Kevin Hogan. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, they've got no – they've still got Philip Dorsett on their roster. I don't know. I'm just looking at their. I'm looking at their actual roster now, and trying. I'm trying to find shining lights, and the only one I can find, like they have so many. Un- oh, they got Marlon Mack from Indianapolis. Like, hasn't been the same dude since he tore his. Oh, he gets so injured. Yeah, like he he's not going to. Didn't they take it? They took. They took. Didn't they take a back? Didn't they take a back? Like in the fourth round or something? What was that guy's name? Um, yeah, Aguambali or Damon Pierce? Damon, Damon Pierce. Pierce. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, never heard of her. Um, looking at. Tight ends, nothing in the tight end department. Farrow Brown, I think they brought over from from um, Arizona. Their offensive yeah, they line. Yeah, they signed Jordan. Uh, Jordan the worst offensive the Giants. It's the worst offensive line in football. Just it's it's woeful. There's no talent there other than talent. Um, their, their most talented player is their punter. You see who it is? <laughs> no. Cam Johnson. It's Cam Johnson. That's <laughs> an Aussie. Yeah, an Aussie. Um, <laughs> I'm going through their roster. I'm trying to find a name to get excited about. Like, I'm always going to get excited about about Malik Collins, like <laughs> just because he's an ex cowboy. I don't know. There's there's not a lot going on there. I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on these guys. I don't see them being good. I see if Lovey if Lovey survives this season, I'll be surprised. Um, and I certainly don't think he'll get through the next because he is a stopgap coach and. It's, yeah. Sorry, Lovey. I'm sure you're a terrific coach. I'm sure you're a great person, but I'm going to look at what the facts they're giving us. They've just come off a one-and-done coach. They didn't get the guy they wanted in the offseason. We all know they didn't. Everyone who doesn't have the guy they want are treading water, hoping for Sean Payton. Now, keep in mind, Sean Payton is a Texas native. Now, everyone's saying, oh, Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. Hey, how do you know the Texans can't lure him in with a top, with a first overall pick and a new quarterback and go, come on, let's start it again back home? doesn't have to be Dallas. He's just from there. So he might want to go there. So that's all I'm saying. Everyone's treading water. I think these guys are doing the same. They are one and done or, you know, two and done coaching at best. And then they'll start rebuilding. They are in a full rebuild for the next two seasons. Yeah. Um, wins? <sighs> Three. High ceiling? Seven. Oh, I was going to say five. You're generous. It's I like- think... I'd- I don't know what Possibly their over-under is. is. Like, what if what if Davis Mills is really good? That's yeah. that he, he might true, scrap him for seven weeks. And Brandon Cooks big, is like, has a big year, you know? <clears throat> biggest thing is uh, if you if you like to dabble in, in long investment bets, look up what their over-under is. If it's less than five, oh, sorry, if it's five less, probably four, if I had to guess. Um, I can't look it up because I'm using my work computer and betting sites are banned. Um, if I had to guess, it'll be around the four and a half mark. I'd just smash the under. I think they're going to be god-awful. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't Enough agree. of them. Let's yep. talk about someone with a, with a bit, more, bit more hope. The Indianapolis Colts, their biggest move, bringing over Matt Ryan after the Wentz experience exploded in their face on a Sunday afternoon in Jacksonville. It was like an awful bukkake that loss just exploded in their face. It was terrible. Uh, you don't joke. lose. It's it's a great joke. If you want to go to the playoffs and have to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars and you can't, 
you don't deserve to go to the playoffs. And I think that was what Jim Ursay said about Carson Wentz, that if you can't go in and beat the Jacksonville Jaguars to make the playoffs, you can't play on my team. The rumor is he rang the GM the moment that game was over and said, oh, I'm not going to swear because apparently what he said is, is is the rudest word you can say, but get Let's that say, yeah, off my team. <laughs> and I believe it. Jim Ursay is a genuine psycho too. Like, he's crazy. Genuine, yeah, like like real crazy though. Not like, yeah, oh, he's a drug, drug guy. He's, he's mental. Yeah, I'd, love to have a, mental. I'd, I'd love to have a party with him. Just one night though. Like I couldn't, like, maybe just one afternoon would be enough. I think I could. Yeah, I, I don't have to back up. Uh, no, but like I said, but let's just, the offense, I think they have great, they have a great offense. I really like Pittman Jr. He came on super strong last year with an awful quarterback. They have Jonathan Taylor, who's the, I think he's going to take take the reins of the best running back in the league this year over Derrick Henry. He was a superstar for them last year. They've got a great offensive line. Paris Campbell's a great, you know, slot receiver along with Pittman. I don't like, everyone goes, oh, they don't have a superstar. You don't need a superstar in the NFL anymore. You need facilitators. They're going to get Hines back involved in the backfield. The offense to me, wrapping a little bow and bring in, my, I don't know if this is unfair, but the greatest game manager in the history of the NFL is Matt Ryan, who literally won an MVP facilitating to guys like Julio Jones, Roddy White, um, Kelvin Ridley. He's made a career of just being a really, really good, solid quarterback that doesn't make stupid mistakes and does his job every time. I think he's a perfect fit for this team. He doesn't expect anything. He doesn't care about himself. He's there for the team. He's a professional. He's going to he's gonna be the adult in the room, which is, I think, what they needed last year. Um, he, he's experienced. He still has arm talent. I, honestly, we were excited about Phillip Rivers two years ago. This is like an upgrade of Phillip Rivers. He's a better version of Phillip Rivers right now. Because it's something that still hasn't changed. That O-line is still really good. Dominant. It's really good. Like... I, I could even argue it got better this year. Like I, I think it got better. So uh, look, I'm I'm all in on the Colts. I think they're a playoff team. I haven't even got to the defense yet. Buckner's one of the best D tackles in the league. Quiddy Pay was a terrific rookie last year and turned out to be a really good draft as, as an edge rusher in like the late first round. I think they got him yeah, twenty one. Um, they also brought in Yannick Ngakwe. Look, this guy's the genuine description of a mercenary. He just jumps from teams to teams. But if you want a dude that's going to come in and get you ten sacks. He's the guy. It's him. He does yeah. it every single year. You're like, how do we get pressure? Where's Yannick Ngokwe right now? That team's probably had enough. <laughs> get him over here. Yeah, get him over. We, we need 10 sacks this year from somewhere. He's like the money ball of NFL defensive ends. It's like, <laughs> who's bring in to replace his sack? He's just coming in. Um, and I haven't even got to the fact that Darius Stephon Leonard. Gilmore? Oh, I thought you were going to go with Stefan Gilmore. Oh, Stefan Gilmore, again, terrific signing. Now, is he a bit older? Yes, but he's an upgrade on everything they had last year. And yeah. He still played well last year. Like, the dude still played well. He's not that old. I think he's got another couple of good years in him. Definitely. And the one sleeping on... Darius Leonard is in the top three, top definitely top three off-ball linebackers in the NFL. And in the elite category, he's a game-changer. He was hurt a lot last year, and they were still a top defense. I think this team's going to be a playoff team. I'm, I'm certain on it. I think they might even win this division, but we'll do it at the end. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm really high on the Colts. I was high on them last year when they had Carson Wentz and fool me. I, 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 of all the people to get fooled by Carson yeah, Wentz, he got, yeah. he got me fucking good. I was actually excited for him. I thought it was just Philly. I hated him at, but turns out, no, he's just not that good. So yeah, excited. I'm actually excited for the Colts, a team I'm very interested to watch. 
I'm certainly high on them as well. Um, He's sort of a Matt Ryan. I really am. I actually think... He needs it. And they, they the, did the right thing by him. They traded yes, him. Yes, that's what I was going to say too. So, it, was so a, Atlanta, it was a really nice ending. Yeah. Atlanta did him so right. I'm not going to rag on the organization. I know I joke a lot that they're losers and all the rest of it, but they have a very good owner who, yep. who's not afraid to put in money and all those sorts of things. And they did him right. They traded him to somewhere where with his skill set at this time in his career, he has best chance to succeed i don't think there's anywhere else he could have gone in the nfl where he could have had the same success that he's going to have here as i said earlier he's got an exceptional line in front of him he's got a really good running back behind him i'm with you i really like Pittman. um i i think he could be great um so you know there's a huge – I've got their ceiling at like 14 wins. Agreed. Agreed. In a 17 and, games, and, I can see them only losing three three or four games. Yeah. Honestly. And the, floor, and the floor is eight, quite frankly. Yeah. I don't see how this team can't win eight games. I really can't. They're, they're going to have – I can get them four wins in division. Uh, now I've only got to find them another four. And I haven't dug deep into the schedules. I'll do that when I predict you know, how all the games are going to wash out. Um, and how the whole season's sort of going to play out. But like, this is a good team with a really smart, you know, knowledgeable, with enough talent left guy under center. Yeah. Unlike and last year. I, I genuinely think people need to understand how fucking good Jonathan Taylor was last year. He was like, awesome. He's he, awesome. There were games where teams were like, all right, they're going to try and run this game. It, it, like, it was like old school. Like, oh, they're going to try and run this out, and they just couldn't stop him. No matter what, and the O line obviously is a big part of it, but they just couldn't stop it. No matter what, they, it's like we knew they were doing it, and we still couldn't stop it. It's um, mm. it's going to be really fun to watch this team. Um, all right, let's get to the Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. Yeah, what? You, this is one well, I'm. I don't know. I, I'm. There's more questions for the Tennessee Titans there are for the Colts right now, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. Um, the biggest question for me is Tannehill and Henry. Henry also got hurt last year after I don't know how many touches he had the previous three, a million. Four million. Like, <laughs> a lot. Unbelievable. He has to drop honestly, off. It has, it has to. He has to. And look, he did last year when he got hurt. Um, he was awful my, in the playoffs. Everything's telling me that Henry has to drop off. There's no, there is no history in the history of the NFL that tells us this is going to continue. There's just nothing. Uh, if it yeah. does, he's, he's the ultimate outlier. But if they were smart, they would spare him early. They would genuinely share carries with him early no matter what because you need him down or rest him for four games in the middle of the year. Like you have to do something to limit his carries. When he plays, he's too valuable. I get it. But look, to limit his carries, Richie, you, you know what you need to do. You need to throw the ball more. Now, you need elite quarterback. Well, they traded AJ Brown, so he's not there anymore. They traded AJ Brown for AJ Brown's rookie replacement that you don't know if he's going to be AJ Brown instead of just paying AJ Brown that you know is AJ Brown. I'm sorry if you if you've got a good player, you just fucking pay him. You don't get rid of him. You, you, as I said, it's, I've brought up Moneyball twice tonight. It's like a Moneyball move. It's like let's get rid of this guy, but you know what? This guy in the draft, he's the same guy. How do you know? How, yeah, like, you don't. 
the receivers go in the top five. Like, look at Sammy Watkins. Everyone thought he was going to be the best player in the history, best receiver in the history of the NFL. It's like the next next Jerry Rice. He was shit out. Okay. No, yeah. that, that's unfair. But he's, unfair. he was just a he was just a dude. And when we when he, when he went to Kansas City, we thought, oh, that'll be the solution. Nah, he's still just a dude. He's just a Everyone's, dude. We've been waiting for him for ten years, and he's still yeah. twenty five. Okay. That's for me. <laughs> that's a good joke. He, he's he, he guys like that are just dudes. AJ Brown, he's a fucking good player. Like, what are you doing? I just can't I, understand it. And then you bring in someone I, like a Robert Woods, who's just injured all the time. Like, I like him, and I hope yeah, you know, he turns his career around. But he's hurt all the time. I like them signing Austin Hoover. I had to think he's a really underrated tight end. But yeah, there's uh, the thing I like about it is it's he can block. Like he's a proper tight end. Yes, he but, is. I, I don't mind him. Um, I I just th- th- they have not improved that team. That team has got worse. The last two years they let Cor- let Corey they let Corey Davis walk after his best year in, in the NFL. He's gone to the Jets. He was hurt last year, but I, I still think he's so he he's solid. So you let him walk, and I'm thinking, all right, you let him walk. You've got AJ Brown. You're going to mm-hmm. bring him back. Like, imagine what you would think of this offense if they had AJ Brown and Woods. Mm. You'd feel completely different all of a sudden, wouldn't you? It wouldn't be oh, yeah, Burks. Son. Now, if Burks ends up being a a great receiver, like if he ends up being better than AJ Brown, then they're probably in a good spot. But he could be that, great being the third guy. Exactly, and the, the, the issues that they've got right now is it all wraps up to to Ryan Tannehill, who has had a lot of troubles. And said we have actually been big defenders of Tannehill because we didn't like him at Miami, and we actually mm-hmm. had to eat some humble pie when he moved because mm-hmm. big time. We used to have a guy that came on the show named Jared, who was a really good dude, he used to write articles, and he was a massive fan of Tannehill, and he told us it's it's the Dolphins' fault. It's the Dolphins' fault. It turns out it probably was a little bit the Dolphins' fault, but it's also a bit his fault, and it's now coming. Like It's pretty easy to play quarterback when you've got Derrick Henry running for 2,000 yards every year. If that drops off, and in the games that he has struggled, like the games where he runs for 250 yards and four touchdowns, no one gives a shit what Ryan Tannehill does in those games. Yeah. It's the games where they go, all right, we're going to stop Derrick Henry. Tannehill win, win the game, and there hasn't been enough. Does that make him a bad player? No, it just makes him what, what we talked about earlier. Everyone's an eight-win team, and you need that quarterback to win you those extra four or five. I don't think he's got those four or five in him, and I don't think he's. They've won one. They haven't won a playoff game, or they've won one one playoff game in two in three years. Like they just don't win enough, and it's because Derrick Henry's banged up. Now they beat New England a couple of years ago, which was great, but I don't know. All in all. I'm not loving him. I don't mind their defense. I think Kevin Byard's one of the best safeties in the NFL. I think Simmons is going is to step up again this year at D-tackle. I like Bud Dupree. I like Landry's edge rushes. But in saying that, they were one of the worst pass rushing defenses last year. So I like them individually, but as a whole, they're not a great pass rusher. And then, you know, the key, the key signs for poor defenses are bad at pass rushing. <laughs> that's that's one of the keys. Bad at bad, bad pass rushing. So um, I don't know. I think I think the easiest way to describe this team is they've been over the mountain and they're coming down the other side. I Their think that's now behind them. Now, if everything went right, could they be a fourteen team win? A fourteen win team? Yeah, they could be. But I genuinely believe their high watermark is more like eleven. And the low the low could be as low as five. Yeah, I'm really so. good. Now there's some easy wins in their division, so people have, look. Don't get me wrong; I don't dislike them, but if let, let let's just talk about 
Henry gets hurt again or is nicked up or whatever. Tannehill, who gets paid a ton this year, um, is kind of what he was last year. Receivers don't come on. Uh, That cupboard, that offensive cupboard, it could be a bit bare. It could be a bit bare. There's not a ton of depth in it. And that's what happens with good teams. You you stay at the top for a few years and then the money, you can't pay everyone. And before you know it, your depth is all gone. All the guys that were your depth guys are now your starters. And yeah, they're in the end. Like, keep in mind, this is a team that got eight sacks in a playoff game and lost. Like, you could argue if they beat the Bengals in that game, they could have been in the Super Bowl too. Like, they were a good yeah. team. And look, I'm sure any Titans fan listening this is yelling that at us. Like, yeah. I'm. I'm sure they are, um, but it's our podcast, so we can say what we yeah. think. Make your own, like every other dickhead Australian. Do it for three weeks and then stop. But when you've done <laughs> it for eight years, you can tell us. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Before you do, do you want to do you want to give a oh. an early rundown how you think this is going to wash out? I think Colts are going to win it. I think the Titans will be second. Uh, the Jags third, but competitive this year potentially to be better than that. And then the Texans will be bottom. I, I'm the only thing I am super. There's two things I'm confident on: the Colts are going to be a playoff team, and the Texans are certainly not going to be. They'll be a top five pick. Yeah, I, I, right now I'm inclined to agree. Um, I do see a world where, where Tennessee can win the division again. Um, uh, there's there's two things in the NFL I'm absolutely sure of next year, and that's Atlanta and the Texans are going to be garbage. Couldn't agree more. So, yeah, they could easily go last. Um, yeah, the, the, they're one of those ones you just look at them and, like, like the wheel's already off. There's just not enough talent on those teams. Like, it's nothing personal. You just, whilst we say, yeah, every, they're all, they got, you know, they got 53 NFL players. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do. But they're the worst 53 going around. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, it makes it tough. They would blow the doors off any other team anywhere else in the world. But, not in the NFL. So, you know, I can certainly see a world where Tennessee can win the division and i got to dig into both these teams' schedules because, um, yeah, you can usually find a win or two for them. Yeah, when, when, when we do our full prediction show, we'll ser- I'll certainly go through and look at it. And the, the schedule might be said they finished top last year, so they're going to play all the other top teams in the, in the interdivisions. It's, well, there's only two of those now, you know. Still, but that, that might be two losses. And two 100%, losses is 100%. huge. Like yep. you look, you can like. I remember when we were doing that prediction thing last year using that website. You'd go back and do it again, and you'd change one result in the season, and three different teams make the playoffs because you change one result. Like the NFL is tight. The difference between yep. being the number one seed and the sixth seed is like you ask anyone in the NFC West last year. It's not much. Like the Cardinals yep. were were a last second touchdown from Matt Stafford from finishing on top of the NFC West. Instead, mm-hmm. they lose and losing the playoffs because they're playing away, and then the the Rams go on to win it. Like, it could have yep. been the other way around. It's that simple. So Yeah. And let's not forget, uh, Stafford had to do that against the Bucks too to get out of the division game. Like, it, 100%. It, it's and tight. The, the NFL is tight. Cooper Cup miracle to do it. Like, it could have been the Bucks yeah. in the Super Bowl. You know, people forget, oh, they, the Bucks weren't as good last year. Like, they were 10 seconds and a bad, and like Cooper Cup away from beating them to get into the Super yeah. Bowl. Like, it was an insane and, and, game. And you could, you could easily have said they would have been... Cincinnati. The, the Cowboys were, were a minute away from beating the, the 49ers. And all the 49ers yeah. were a minute away from beating the Rams. Like, you know, people forget the 49ers have been into a Super Bowl and two NFC Championship games in the last four years. 
Yeah. Like, people forget that about them. Like it's it. It's it's really it's a fine line, and they haven't won a Super Bowl. So everyone thinks, oh, it hasn't been successful. Is is Shanahan in trouble? No, Shanahan's not. His teams are always good. Like that's just he's one of the most safest coaches in the NFL. So it's wild. Um, let's go on to we we were doing uh, two divisions this week, guys. So let's go on to the NFC North and. I'm 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 not sure if you looked at it, Richie, but can you by memory know who finished in the bottom of the NFC North? Uh, I presume it's the Lions. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Hang on, correct. I'll, I'll do it off memory. I haven't brought it up. I presume it went Lions were worse than the Bears, then the Vikings, then the Packers. Correct. And do you know what's shocking to me? The Bears won six games last year. That is the most shocking of all. Yeah, I thought they were worse than that. Yeah, it's scary. Um Let's start in Detroit. What do you, this is one I am so unsure about. I I don't know. I don't know if I'm crazy, but I think they might be good. No, I you're don't know like what's me. Going no, 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 no. You you, <laughs> for, you and I hang out. You and I hang out too much. You want them to be good because I want them to be good because we think it'll be funny. We think it'll be a fun ride to go on in 2022. Oh, it definitely. Will I actually be. don't think. I actually don't think they're that good. Can I can, can I sell you some evidence to why I think they could be good? So I've been but doing a lot me, of work. You give me your best ABC. They have potentially the best defensive line in football. On ranking or from PFF, they're the number one in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now, is PFF always accurate? No. But they've got Panay Sewell, who is a gun. Taylor Decker at the other tackle, who's an ex-pro bowler from, from um, Cleveland. Jonah Jackson, who's a great, great young guard. A great young guard that's gone under the radar. Like, very similar to who we were talking about, Scherf, before. Like, he's kind of the next Scherf, the guy that is really good, but no one knows. They've got Halapati Vitae, who is an ex-tackle that's moving to guard, who is a monster. Like, is he the best tackle, best guard in the league? No, but he's huge. So he can run. And they've got Frank Ragnow, who's arguably the best center in football the last couple of years. TJ Hawkinson is a gun tight end. Blocking, receiving, can do it all. He's versatile. They get Jameson Williams in the with the 12th pick out of Alabama, can run, take the top off. Armin Ra St. Brown. I think was the best rookie wide receiver down the stretch last year. He wasn't good. the best overall. Hard pace was, but Amon Ra was outstanding down the stretch. DJ Chark has got a bit left in him. I think he's he's been injured the last couple of years, coming back from a bad injury. And then DeAndre Swift, I could argue, is one of the most versatile running backs in the NFL if he stays healthy. So if you get 17 games out of him behind that offensive line with that skill position, I know Goff isn't amazing. But he threw for almost 5,000 yards with a very talented offense. Everybody and offense does. Everyone throws. If you play 16 games, 17 games, everyone throws 5,000 So yards. what's the difference, right, with those skills? The Rams, when he was at the Rams, and maybe it's the coach, but what's what? why can't he be successful with that lineup around him? I'm, I'm, not, saying he, I'm not saying he can't. What I'm mm-hmm. saying is he probably can't win the shootouts he's going to be required to win because that defense – is not very good. Uh, going into year two under Dan Campbell, that defense has got to get better. They get no pressure. They were like 30th in the league. I agree. pressure on the quarterback or, or, or sacked. Or, I can't remember what the stat was. Or I, I saw it um, in the offseason reading through this stuff. Yeah. No, I agree. They were, that, they were bad they're extremely consistent. Like, they went streaks without sacks. Like, games without them. Um, yeah. It's just 
so inconsistent. Like, the player would have a good game and then he wouldn't have a good game. You know, can Aiden Hutchinson, you know, can can he be a hometown hero? Um, I think he can. He'll, he'll have to be, quite frankly. Why can't he be, can't be. He be Nick I'm Bosa? Not, I'm not saying he can't. Well, because Nick Bosa's really fucking good, mate. That's why. But Nick Bosa was the same thing. He was a, he was a second overall pick in the draft and came in and dominated. Like, there's nothing telling me that he can't be a superstar. They also get Jeff Akuda back, who's missed literally two years from injury. Through no so, fault so what are you going to get? Yeah, but what are you going to get there? Two years out of football with injuries, not just sitting on well, his couch. But what if he... What if he is the star he was in college? And what if went, what if you didn't what if you didn't have balls, mate? Like we're yeah, I bet, I you're bet like, <laughs> I'm telling you, you're like me. You want this want to happen. We want them to be good. And I'm There's just some trying to that they'll be good. In saying that, they'll win five games. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't want to be the, the the yes yes podcast. I'm just trying to throw something else out there that I, I think it would be amazing for Dan Campbell. Like Dan Campbell, nobody gives a fuck more than Dan Campbell. Dan oh, Campbell has so many I, fucks. He just hands them out. He's got so many to give. I know. And at first we thought it was a terrible signing. Maybe it will be. But it's. But I think it would be fine. I want it. I imagine want if it they start winning. Remember when he got all the hyped up he got when they won their first game? Like, Imagine if I, they win like five on the trot to start the season. I would, or something, just the pressure. I would love them yeah. to go into Lambeau and just Kick Aaron Rodgers' ass. It would Who's be better? Awesome. Them or the Jaguars? It. Who do you think is a bit more talented? Them mm. or the Jaguars? I think it's if you went position by position, the Detroit Lions. I are think more I think the Detroit Lions would have other than quarterback. Team. They don't have the upside of. That's what I was going to say. If they had Trevor Lawrence. You'd be like, if Trevor Lawrence is good, this team could be a Super Bowl team. But no, I wouldn't say that. Because it's the Lions. It's the history. Like they just right. don't win there. Um, but look. I want it. I'm with you. I want it to. The high water mark is nine. Yeah, cool. But the low. Fucking golf. Probably four. Goff's going to kill me here. I can tell it. Goff's going to be shit out. Probably. I don't think he'll be shit out. He's going to throw for a zillion yards. But as I said, everybody does. Yeah. I think. Goff has David to be a winner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'll be very good. <laughs> Tim, Boyle. Tim Boyle season. He's going to take over. What if they uh, trade? For- Actually, I've got a really good one for you. What if they traded for Garoppolo? Yeah, I'm really interested now. And send Goff back. He knows that system. So, if you, if you, I don't know about Garoppolo's shoulder, but would you do if you're the if you're the Forty ers because you got no first-round picks. If I give you my first-round pick this year, sorry, first-round pick 2023, second in 2024, I'll throw Goff in and a, a token something else. What no, you no more picks, though. You can have a one next I, year I don't and think two you have year to, after. I don't think you have to give him that for Jimmy Garoppolo. Baker Mayfield just got a conditional fifth-round pick. But, but they'd burnt him. Nobody was going to give anything for that. Garoppolo is a different animal. Everyone knows that they have to cut Garoppolo. He's got no. He's got no cap. They can cut him. They don't have to. They can fit him. They can fit him in this year. Pay him twenty five million until someone gets in. They're under the cap. I think if if they if they came to you for Jimmy Garoppolo for a second round pick, you take it. Nah, someone's going to come along who's desperate. There'll be an injured quarterback in the preseason. 
and that team like, will be desperate. Like the, like the Sam Bradford Vikings, where they lost, where they lost Teddy Bridgewater, and they're like, "What are we going to do? Well, let's give a first round pick for Sam Bradford." Yep. It's a it, yep. yeah. You know, oh, but, bottom, bottom line is, if they go to the 49ers and go, "We'll give you a first round pick," done. And golf, they would take it. And golf, they take it in the heartbeat. Yeah, I think they would too because they have they to replace golf either. They probably got to keep golf and then they trade have, him somewhere else. They have to replace all the draft picks they gave to get the lunch tray. Yeah, which is. <laughs> That's going to be I don't know about that one. I'm kind of looking forward to that. All right, we've, think, we've done way too many hypotheticals on the Lions. Lions fans, we're, we're hoping for you. We're here for you. I want them to be good. Um, They're going to be good. No, the Chicago Bears. This, this can be quick. Unless unless Fields is the next coming of Jesus, they are not going to be any good. I, yeah, you don't think Tre- Trevor Simeon can beat him out? No, I don't. I think this is <laughs> the worst offensive line in football, bar none. Actually, no, nah, I, I said that about someone else earlier. It's one of the worst in football, though. It's dreadful. Fields is a great athlete. He's, he's going to make some plays. Defensively, they are. They have got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Like, just don't even sell me on Quinn. Like, they're the idiots that gave him the long-term deal. He gives you one good year, which he did last year, and then he drops off. Like, it's just what he does. And he's like 33 now. I'm sorry. He's, he's not going to be good. Um, this team, the only one, the only player I like on this team, which you know is a real sign of why PFF gets a lot of shit, is Roquan Smith, who I think is one of the best linebackers in football, who has an almighty rating of forty-seven point one on P, on Pro Football Focus, which I don't understand. But if you can explain it to me, I don't understand. But anyway, what what, what do they penalize or push up that he's not getting? Being too good, maybe I don't know. He is. <laughs> His run defense grade is three. So out of three out of ten. What? Oh, his out of ten. Is, is five out of ten. And his his coverage grade is sixty out of sixty-eight out of ten out of or six point eight out of ten, which is thirteenth in the NFL. But his pass rush and his run defense is like eighty. But his run defense is great. I guess they play a lot of like linebackers. You, if you want to have like a good run defense, it starts with your defensive line. And then if you have an athletic linebacker that can shoot and tackle, it starts with basically going, if you've got a defensive line that just gets single blocked every play or get driven by double teams, if you've got a defensive tackle that can just get single blocks and then the line, the offensive lineman can just fly straight up to the linebacker, have fucking fun being a linebacker. Mm-hmm. It's, a, not, it's impossible. Like at that level, it's impossible. The linemen are too big and too good and too fast to just, if they're just flying upfield and taking you out, have fun being a good run defense. Or, By the or way, pushing the D line into you, or pushing them into you. Like the big signing from this team was fucking Equinemius St. Brown from the Packers this year. Like, yeah, wow, you stole one from the Packers. Mind you, the Packers, God, they've given up a lot of players. Like their their shining light is Darnell Mooney, who everyone raves about. Who I don't reckon was that good last year. He was okay. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't think they are going to be good at all. This would be the most shocking team to be good. I nothing. No other team in the NFL would shock me more, other than the Texans, maybe. But th- these guys are similar to the Texans and Atlanta. They have got they are a top five pick waiting to happen. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's you sort of... a superstar, which like, and I mean genuine fucking like Michael Vick superstar, like that that sort of dude. Yeah, look, he he's got a cannon, and he can be dynamic with his legs as well. But he's coming off a pretty rocky rookie campaign. He had injuries, inconsistency. I don't coaching staff who all honesty. That's what I was about to say. That coaching staff did not know what to do with him. They really had maybe, no idea. Maybe he was so, shit out. Why he got fired? Well, he should have been fired the year before. Yeah. All I can hope is that 
this often happens with rookies where they're just like, let's just run some stuff from their college system that, that, that they know and they're good at. The biggest problem with that stuff is it's just not sophisticated enough to last long-term in the NFL. So you need to sprinkle some of that in along with whatever offense they're bringing to the table. Who did they even draft in the first? Do they not have a draft pick last year in the first round? Oh, I would have to look it up. I can't remember that stuff off the top of my head. Just think it doesn't even, the fact that I don't even know who they are, like they should have had a top 10 pick with their record. Yeah, um, but uh, it'll be like, it feels, I know we say this all the time, especially with young quarterbacks. Fields might be awesome. And if he is, they can be successful. If he's not, or he has a similar to campaign to last year, sorry, Bears fans, I think he might be last in the division. I. I am certain they are last. In the, like I said, um, they, they, did, they didn't have a first round pick because they traded up one to get fucking Fields. Oh, from the year before. Of course. They traded up yeah. to get him a pick. So, yeah. but no first round pick, which look, I don't mind. I don't mind teams trading a couple of years to get a quarterback. You have to. Like, it's the only way to let, do it. Yeah, 100%. Let, let's move on from them. I think their ceilings, five wins. I, if they win more than five games, I'd, I'd be pretty shocked. I think that's harsh. I think the ceiling can be eight, um, but the floor could be like two. One. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I'd be shocked if they only won one. I just said most teams ceiling are going to be seven or eight, aren't they? So. Yeah. Uh, who? Let's move on to Minnesota the, Vikings. Minnesota Vikings went eight and nine last year, fired their coach. Who is their coach now? I can't remember. It's an offensive guy. I know that. You know what? I'm not even going to pretend I know. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I've forgotten. Oh, Kevin O'Connell. I think he once some um, poured a coffee for Sean McVay. So they were like, yeah, you... <laughs> 37 years old. Can I be uh, honest? I'm looking at a picture of him. I, I swear he, he looks like the starting senior for a high school. Like, is that an old photo I'm looking at? Oh, it's, he's wearing it. Looks like he's wearing a Jets outfit. And he played for the Jets back in the day in 2011. This is the thing. He played so in 2011. 10 years ago. Oh, my God. I was fucking right, too. I knew I was right. O'Connell was hired, but he was their offensive coordinator for O'Connell. So he was a Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator, mind you. Let's not be too harsh on him. Um, look. Man, he's 37. They're all young now, Richie. 37 is a new 50. No one wants this the old. Pete Carroll anymore. Well, is he is he younger than his quarterback? Jesus. Serious question. Serious yeah. question. No, nah, he's not. Kirk Cousins only about thirty four. They're, they're probably they're probably the same age. Kirk Cousins was drafted in two thousand and twelve. Oh, he's thirty three or thirty four when the season starts. Oh, it's close. It's he's, really close. Kirk Cousins is the same age as me. Same year, bicentennial boy. Um, can I? Do, what do you what do you think of Minnesota? Well, I had them in the playoffs last year, and they lost they a close. lot of close games, and they yep. also shot themselves in the foot a bunch Agreed. of times. They Agreed. should have made the playoffs if they were competent at decision making, and they got fired because of it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the talent is still in the building. I yep. think this could, can be a good team. Like I'm not huge on Kirk Cousins, but he's not a bad player by any stretch it's of the imagination. Dumb. So, you know, they – I didn't think they lost too much. Like, with the worst guy they lost, maybe 
Sheldon Richardson and um, Anthony Barr, but like Anthony you know, Barr has been good for a couple of years. Like, look defensively. Well, they brought they brought in Desiree, um, um, Zedaria Smith to basically replace him. Yeah, who's who's older now? Like, they also got Daniel Hunter, who I think's a really good, really good edge defender that's come off a, a injury injury riddled year last year. I like Hicks. He's a good stopgap at linebacker. Kendricks is a great linebacker. Harrison Smith is aging a little bit, but you can sell me on this defense being competent. Like, I don't think they're going to be a top five, but you can sell me on being a mid mid pack. Cause a few turnovers when you need to. Get a stop when you need to. Nothing amazing, but not certainly not like the reason you're losing football games. But offensively, Justin three Jefferson, good receivers and a good back. Agreed, and a great back. Delvin Cook, when he played yeah. last year, was outstanding. Their offensive line got better. Is it good? No. Is it similar to the defense? Is it competent? Yes. It's competent with a really good running back and really good wide receivers. Adam Thielen's an outstanding number two. And Jefferson is in the elite category of receivers. Of like, league, if yeah. you're going to talk about Jamar Chase, he's 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 almost underrated, I think, um, Justin Jefferson for what he's done his first two years. So the other thing is they've got Detroit and the Bears behind them. I could see them sweeping them. Now, the Packers are a different story, but there's four wins up their sleeve straight away. You've only got to find six more wins, and they finish second in the division. They've, they've probably got a chance to steal a couple. Um, I don't know. I, I look Holistically, as a team, are they can, – can I sell you on them being good? Yeah, I can. I, can, I really can. I can see a world where they're good. Uh, easily. Easily see them good. You know, we're talking about we can see a world where Detroit are good. This team's way more talented than Detroit. Way more. Yes. So – and I think if O'Connell, we know that offensive coordinators, they tend to have a good spark. Um, yeah, they tend to have a good start to a season because they come in with new schemes and stuff like that and, and they get some good success early when people don't have form on. So they can get a good start to the season. So Kirk Cousins, people who don't like Kirk Cousins, I, I get it. He's a bit milk toast, whatever you want to call him. He's, he's not... He's not a game winner. He's not a grab, a grab a game by the throat sort of bloke. He's a bit awkward. You know, when he finally wins a game, he carries on in the locker room like he's won a Super Bowl. Like, he's a bit much. I can get why I don't like him. But there are plenty worse. And he is by far the, the least of your issues in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. If he's your biggest problem on your team, your team's okay. That's my opinion of Kirk Cousins. He's the middle of the pack sort of guy. Um, so I, I like him. I, I look. Can they, are they going to be a playoff team? I don't know because I think the NFC is going to be – it's going to be tight. I think there's three really good teams in the West. I think the Eagles and the Cowboys could both be good. I think Green Bay and the division are a lock-in for playoffs. I think the Bucs are uh, – like, I, I don't know. Like, if the Saints bob up and be solid, yeah. Like, th- these are similar to the Saints and those sorts of teams. Like, can they be the seventh seed or the sixth seed? Yes, if a few things go their way. Yeah, easily. I mean, I can find you – Four games last year that they just completely shit the bed on. And that bad, was mistake, bad play. But was classic thing, always early. Um, and win those and we're in the playoffs. Yeah, equally, they had other games that they squeaked by that could be lost. Like we, we could play that game all day. But there is more than enough offensive talent in the, like in that room. Like easily, easily enough. I mean, and, and I like KJ um, Osborne as well. The, Guy who's yeah. probably going to be Rubens their number three guy. receiver. Rubens like Smith so, Real good, like athletic yeah. tight end who came on a bit last year. 
this is a team that was for all practical purposes ground and pound only two years ago. It's really since yeah. Connor came in that he, they started airing it out more last year. Delvin Cook is going to be a lot more involved in the passing game now. He has like full reign and can do whatever he wants. So um, it's going to be interesting. Like, yeah, I could see them having 13 wins, no problem. Yep. I, do, do they win the division? No, but I think they can be good. I want them to. Well, no, sorry, no. I don't want anyone back room. I'm sorry, but nah, I'm. Well, let's talk about it. So, <laughs> moving on to Green Bay. Um, Aaron Rodgers got his up. extension. I fucking hate that guy now. He's a great football player, but all, all, all that bullshit last year with the COVID thing and all the rest, I just... He thought he was so fucking clever when he was really just lying at the end of the day. You know what? If, if you want to get vaccinated, cool. But fucking own it. No bullshit us. Like, come on. If you, like, it, it's not so good against stopping COVID right now because, as you and I know, I'm triple vaccinated. Like, I got it six weeks ago. Yeah, you know, COVID's back with a vengeance. But all the lies, all the crap, all the acting like a malcontent, all those things, I'm just, I'm sick of his stick. He's a gun. You know, the best to ever play the position. They are the most talented team in the division. Even though the best wide receiver left, they still got arguably three, the best three receivers the left last year. St. Brown, the one that went to the Chiefs, whose name I've forgotten already. Um, Lazard, sorry. I know Lazard's still there. I can't remember who the other one was. Um, and Devontae Adams. Like, I think people are underselling lo- losing Devontae Adams. I really Sammy think... Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, yep. So, no, there's another oh, one. Oh, no, no, they re-signed him. Hang yeah, on. Sammy Watkins is – it was – It was Devontae Devon, Adams, St. Brown, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yeah, he's the take-take-the-hit-the-top-off guy. I think this is going to have to be a different style team. And I think they've got the piece. Everyone's saying, who were their receivers, who are their receivers? Before Debo Samuel, who were the 49ers receivers? And is Debo Samuel known for his – receiving talent. He's known for versatility, doing things when he's in the open field, that sort of stuff, yeah? He's not a genuine Lafleur is Shanahan's baby. He's doing the same things. You look what he's trying to set up. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. He wants two good running backs. and get, AJ Dillon was outstanding last year. He was really good as a backup running back. Very, very, very good, powerful. Their offensive line should be better this year with, with Bakaraki back. Um, but Barker Tiari back, sorry. Um, I think they'll be solid along the offensive line. Robert Tonyan's back from injury, who was a really good tight end before he got hurt. They'll run that boot and scoot, have Rogers motioning out, have Rogers booting out, hitting guys on the run, handing it off to playmakers as much as possible. Guys like, like there will be plenty of formations next year with eight with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon on the field at the same time. They're going to use them first. I think that's what they're going to do on offense. And Aaron Rodgers can facilitate everything because he can make every throw and he can almost do everything you need. He's won two MVPs in a row. Yeah, he was a, he's been a fucking dick the last couple of years. He sold out like they were doing the wrong thing, getting rid of players, blah, 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 blah. Then he fucks off Devontae Adams, t- takes his money so they can't afford Devontae Adams and just lets Devontae Adams go. So it was all bullshit. He just wanted money. That was the bottom line. And fine, just be like that. Just say, no, I want more money. That's why I'm not coming to camp. I want more money. It's nothing to do with Randall Cobb and this and that. I want more money. Um, he got it. Now, I think they can be a competent offense because he's running it. Simple as that. I don't think they will be anything outside of the top 10 offense because he's there. 
if they Great. are, they're disastrous and the team's going to suck and it's time to rebuild. Simple as that. So Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's hit the end of his tether and he's finished and his career's over. Simple. That, that, that's what will happen. Defensively, I like them. They've got... Their defensive backfield has got one, two, three, four first-round picks who are all good. Drew Alexander is one of the best corners in the league. Devondre Campbell was an absolute shining star in their system last year. They've got Walker, the first-round pick out of Georgia. Kenny Clark on the D-line. Reed, who used to play for Seattle, who's a big interior D-tackle. Um, Gary, who absolutely came on last year, Rashawn Gary, a former top 15 pick in the draft who was really good down the stretch and currently ranked the fifth best edge to edge player for pro football focus. And then they've got the other Smith, Preston Smith on the other side, who's, is he a superstar? No, but he's a solid, good starting edge rusher. I think that defense has the potential to be a top 10 defense. I get, so I'm telling you, I think the worst their defense is going to be is top 15 and the worst their offense is going to be top 10. How many teams with a top 10, a top 10 offense and a top 15 defense suck? It's, yeah, the the math doesn't add up in that division. They're a, they're a, they're a 13, 14 win team. It's as simple as that. And it, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a dick, but he's a fucking good football player. And that's it's just the facts. I can't find a world where they're crap. I just can't find no. it. No, me either. It, it's um, it's one of the most slam dunk picks of the year. It's going to be one of the easiest ones. Just pencil him at the top. And them and the Bucks in the NFC. Them and the Buccaneers in the NFC for me are just. Win. They just win the division. Simple as that. They're just going to be now. Yeah. Will they be the one seed? No, I don't. I don't know if they'll be the one seed or the two seed. The Packers. I think they might drop off a little bit. There might be. There might be some early jitters with the way they're changing. Like not having Devontae Adams to bail him out might be difficult. But Aaron Rodgers has played with Devontae Adams before. He's played for a long exactly. time in the NFL. He's won three MVPs, a Super Bowl. He gets into the playoffs every year. Yeah, does he lose NFC Championship games? Yeah, but he gets them there every year. Like, he's If you can't sit there and look at Aaron Rodgers and go, he's one of the best quarterbacks ever, it's similar to people who don't enjoy the Tom, the, 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 the Tom Brady stuff. I feel sorry for you. Don't watch football yeah. because you don't enjoy it because he's one of the best ever. Simple as that. Yeah, no. No arguments. That's it. It's a bit of a jerk. I don't want him to fall apart, but he's not. We gonna, loved him two years ago. We, good. Oh, he, no he, question. I, I meet Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go up to him. I'm not going to be an asshole. I'm just going to go, you know what? Me and Richie fucking loved you. We loved you and we defended <laughs> you when you wanted to. When you, we said Green Bay will be in the dicks. They never draft anyone, they never do anything to help you. We thought you, we, we were on your side and then you just. We wanted him to leave. You slapped us in the face. You slapped us so good. We wanted you in Denver and you made us look like idiots. You know, <laughs> like, the, like the chick that accused Reuben Foster that time, and I launched into Reuben Foster at him. Much of a piece of shit he is, and then two days later, it's like, yeah, no, I was lying. Like, Damn it, you really got. Thanks a lot, but like, Aaron Rodgers, he, he Reuben Fostered us. Simple as that. And now I'm off him. I'm off him. So if we look at the North as a whole, yeah, how do you pencil it in? I think it's real. It's this is really easy. Green Bay, Minnesota, like. Fuck, I hope it's Detroit. But going off what the Minnesota and Detroit are somewhere around the same for me. They could be seven wins. They could be 12 wins. Like, I don't know. Probably more Minnesota than Detroit. And then the Bears are at the bottom. Simple as that. So I go, yeah, Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, and um, the Bears. Now, if something changes at quarterback for the Detroit Lions, I could easily get them up to second. But as of right now, that's where they're at. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. As we said on everyone, we'll, we'll, we'll dig into the whole thing for the for the actual preview show. Um, but that's certainly where I'm leaning as well. Absolutely.
That's it, mate. That's that's two divisions in a night. Bang bang. We were gonna do it as a separate podcast, but then when it was only, we're only at like thirty-two minutes or something when we got it. I was like, we may as well just do the NFC North now. Give everyone just all all in one episode. I'll put some tags into where they the divisions start. But mate, that was good fun. We will be back next week, um, normal time, Monday night, like tonight. Um, thanks to our sponsors, Burnley Brewing and US Sports Gear. Thanks to all our Patreon supporters. I said I don't. There will be a helmet this month, obviously. I don't have it yet because I'm working on a bit of a deal. You know what I'm like? I'm always wheeling and dealing behind the scenes. So I won't announce what helmet it is next, but there is one um, which, I'll, which I'll, I'll do next week on the show, um, but waiting to see what it is first. Uh, so thank you to all our patrons. It goes a long way to helping the show. We really do appreciate you guys, along with our other sponsors. Richie, as always, thank you for being on the show. And I think Pleasure. next week will be the AFC North next week, which is your brownies. Yeah, I don't my brownies anymore. You're off them now. You're off them. Yeah. It's, it's all just gross. It's all just gross. Yes, well, we'll, we'll do the uh, AFC North next week. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you all next week. <laughs>